Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Metal Gladiator Podcast. My name is Ian Sylvain, and I am the Metal Gladiator. Today, I am here joined with my brother-in-law, Ben. Hello, I am Ben. Ian's brother-in-law. Okay. We'll work on your awkwardness a little bit, but moving on. <laughs> okay, so, third episode in to the Metal Gladiator podcast, and we aren't talking about metal. I know. Surprising, but this is music podcast only. I will talk about bad music, too. I'm... I'm just kidding. We're not talking about bad music right now. This stuff is good. All right, so yeah, Ben, would you like to introduce the album we're going over? Uh, well, I believe the first album that we're going to be talking about today is Native Tongue by Switchfoot. It's their newest release that was released in 2000. 19 at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did it come out in January or February? I can't remember. Uh, it, it was January, I believe. It was January. Yeah. Cool. So, Swishfoot is not one of those bands I keep up with a whole lot, which is probably is the exact opposite of you. But sorry, the connection was breaking up. I didn't hear half of that. Okay. <laughs> well, I was basically uh, saying that uh Swishfoot is one of those bands that I don't keep up with often. That's probably the exact opposite with you though. You probably hold oh, yeah. all of it. I've been keeping up with Switchfoot for a while. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of I've heard everything that Switchfoot has to offer. <laughs> nice. And the last, I pre ordered Native Tongue, and so I was listening to all the songs as they were coming out and whatnot. Nice. And I was very very excited for this album because as soon as Native Tongue dropped. I, well, as soon as the physical song, Native Tongue Drop, I yeah. was very, very excited for the album. It was a great song. Fantastic. I loved it. But then the one thing, after listening to it over and over and over again, one thing that I noticed and slightly, you know, bothered me, and I'm not sure how I felt about it, was the lack of guitar in the song. And I was like, okay. No, you know, not all Switchfoot has like tons of guitar. Or, you know, yeah. it's not necessarily like their strongest point, or anything. But yeah, it, it bothered me because they're a rock band. There should be guitar, and so I was slightly concerned with that. And then like every single after that, I also had very very little guitar in it, and I was like, no, what's ha- happening? <laughs> I know. And, yeah, 
there's only a couple songs that actually have like any guitar at all and it's it's a little upsetting yeah. <laughs> and if there are is guitar in most of the songs it's more because you know guitar is one of the main instruments it's dealt with, with like one of the main instruments and yeah. a lot of the songs they kind of use it as a background instrument yeah know? and it, that yeah that was something that was rather upsetting to me. Yeah, that that was something that I caught pretty quickly though, especially with yeah. the actual uh, single when when the single Native Tongue came out. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a good song. It's very cashy. Oh yeah, the drums. It's a great and, song, but it's yeah, the like... drums and bass went really well. Which I mean, yeah. that for that song, I don't mind there being little Katal because. Of the groove of it, yeah, the whole vibe was, of the song was—it yeah. didn't really need it. Exactly. But then, like with the other song, was on the album there being so such a lack of yeah electric guitar. It was like it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like switch. But yeah. So yeah, native tongue, good song. Which was rather saddening to me. So, okay, so, um, the first song was definitely more guitar-driven, though. Let It Happen, the opening track. It was a good song. It was a great opening track. I really liked it. And, it, honestly, it was probably one of my favorite songs on the album, to be honest. Maybe my favorite, I don't know yet, but... From like the first two listens, I can definitely say it's one of my favorites. Yeah, Let It Happen, I would agree, is one of the better songs on the album. It's also one of my favorites. Uh, it's one of the songs that actually did have a decent amount of guitar. Like it was still more of like a background guitar, but you know, it was there. And I agree that it's one of the strongest songs on the album. Yep. It was perfect for opening track, too. And then right oh, yeah. after, Native Tongue, the, the big single, the title track. So Yeah. They I really had was, a good... Yeah. Uh, they, had, they had a good, strong start to the album. Yeah. Um, another song I really liked, and it was probably because of just the overall, like... Strangeness to it is a right. dig dig new streams. Yeah, that one stood out to me for sure. Yeah, that was that was a really fun song. It was very <laughs> drif different, which is why I liked it. Yeah, and it didn't really follow Man. the typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus, chorus. Yeah, chorus, 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 yeah. chorus, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's one like... that stuck out. It honestly feels a lot more like um, John Foreman's um, solo music because he, you know, has his own. Yeah, I wanted to check that out too. His solo projects. Yeah, 
I really enjoy his solo projects. They're really good. And so Dignity Streams feels kind of more like that. Cool. But overall, it's just like a really different song. Yeah. Which is... It worked out well, I think. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'd probably have to say, if I could pick... If I picked, like, three songs... My three favorite songs. And it's not just because these are the only ones we talked about so far. <laughs> but it, it, we talked about them first because they probably are there the are best songs. Yeah. It's Let It Happen, Native Tongue, and Dig New Streams. Yeah. I liked Oxygen okay, too. Yeah, Oxygen was a pretty good one. Uh, All I Need, I, I like that one. That's the one, yeah, that's the one with acoustic, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, that that was a good one. That was one of, it was kind of like on the lines of one of those acoustic songs like Dare You to Move, you know? Yeah. Which I, I didn't like. like it as much, this song. Like, it, it's not a bad song, but yeah. to me it feels more like, um, like contemporary Christian music, which is okay. But for me, the thing that I've always loved about Switchfoot is that they have such a different sound from any of the other like Christian music that's out there right now. So when I heard this song, I was like, okay, this is okay. Yeah. But it didn't quite fit the standard of Switchfoot for me. Yeah. I think the reason why it worked for me and the reason that I didn't get like that contemporary Christian radio vibe was because of his voice. Yeah, you know what I'm that's saying. That's one thing. Like his his voice is always, he's got such a, you know, different voice that you yeah. can't just listen to it and think the same. But as far as like, like the, I don't know, just the whole sound of it, the the tune and the lyrics, just, I don't know, just felt very much like contemporary Christian music to me. Yeah. But that's like, if you played All I Need or Dare You to Move to me, I'd know it's Switchfoot. If you oh, played yeah. me a song, unless it was my, is unless it's like one of my favorites of these bands I'm about to name, if you played one of the lesser known songs, I wouldn't know if it's Third Day, Mostly Me, or Casting Crowns. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I'd name all three. It's like, okay, which one is it? Yeah, you know, I'm not saying yeah, that any does. of those bands have bad vocalists. I'm just saying that they do kind of share the same kind of vocal style. Yeah, yeah, but John Foreman's vocals are very unique. Yeah, and I feel like that's actually one reason why a lot of people have trouble getting into Switchfoot is they don't actually like his vocals, which I don't understand. Yeah, but that's just me. <laughs> His vocals are honestly relieving because of how yeah. typical it's become, you know? Yeah. It's always relieving when you hear something different, you know? Yeah. It's not too different because some stuff can just, like, be so different that it's just not even considered music anymore. <coughs> Dubstep. <coughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, you get my point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, Voices was another one that I wanted to just mention that I kind of liked, all right. Yeah. But in some ways, I kind of feel like, well, I mean, Oxygen was on the second half of the album. Yeah, know, it was but like this one was, of the later songs. Yeah, this is one of those albums, and I've been noticing this kind of trend with uh, Christian music, whether it be like Christian contemporary or Christian rock or anything, you know. Right. It's like the first half of the album, because most albums are like 12, 14, or 14 songs, you know. The first half is mm -hmm. really good. Second half is just lacking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It feels like they like write a bunch of r really good songs, and they're like, oh, but this isn't long enough to fill a full album, so then they go and write a bunch more without like you know the same uh, motivation or drive for writing the songs, and they're just like, oh, we just need to fill up the album. Yeah. That's something I've definitely been noticing a lot. Yeah. Which is rather upsetting, especially yeah. for uh, Switchfoot. Yeah. So what I felt with... Uh... Well, no, no, this is... Okay, hold on. I was about to say that on my album review, but this was this was the one of the album reviews I was working on before I started the podcast, because this podcast replaces my album reviews on YouTube and stuff. Uh. But, like, my next album review was Phenomenon by Thousand Foot Crush. Right. And that album was kind of when I started, really started realizing that vibe with the half is good, half is just mediocre. Yeah. But. Hmm. We'll save Thousand Foot Crush for another episode. Uh, yeah. Because there's a certain individual that's a Thousand Foot Crush expert, and I definitely want him on the <laughs> podcast for that. Oh, yeah. I'm not the person to talk to yeah. about Thousand Foot Crush. Yeah. But Switchfoot, on the other hand... Oh, yeah, that's all me. Oh, yeah. So, um... Kind of... I know we're mostly talking about Native Tongue, but I do want to say a little bit about some other stuff. Right. Um, I only heard a couple songs on the last album. That was 2016? Oh, uh, Where the Light Shines Through? Yeah, I heard the title track and Float. Ah. Really like those songs. Oh yeah, Float is so good. Yeah. Um, I loved Float a lot. Um, Where the Light Shines Through was pretty good, but there are definitely much some much better songs on the album than just Where the Light Shines Through. That's actually one of my... Like, it's good, but it's one of my least favorite on the album. Yeah. Uh, I felt like... I honestly felt like Where the Light Shines Through was a much more solid album than Native Tongue. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Because whenever... Whenever Native Tongue came out, I was really excited for it, and then I listened to it a couple times, and I kind of just... It just... The excitement died down pretty quickly. Yeah. And... I ended up not even listening to it a whole lot. Usually when a Switchfoot album comes out, I'll be listening to it for, like, months. But yeah. I haven't actually listened to Native Tongue a whole lot recently. Yeah. Um, but Where the Light Shines Through was one that I actually did listen to quite a bit. Yeah. Which, that's 
not so great of a sign with an album. Because that's something... Yeah. Because sometimes I do have trouble deciding how I feel about an album or what I'd rate it, you know? And that usually... Yeah. How often I listen to it has something to do with, like, my rating system for it, you know? Oh, yeah. Because if I'm constantly listening to it... Because if you listen to it nonstop, then it's like... Yeah. That means you like something about it. Yeah, and if you keep listening to it and you keep noticing things that you want to touch on and you want to talk about, you know, that's something else. If if you listen yeah. to an album so much that you can write a freaking book essay on it, it's probably... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably a 10 out of 10 album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't get that with Where the Light Shines... Or not Where... Uh, native tongue. Yeah. Yeah, it was Which definitely really more of a... I kind of felt like some of the songs were trendy, too. Which is another yeah. reason... Or another problem I have with Christian music nowadays is they're just kind of becoming trendy. Yeah. Like, that's one thing that Switchfoot's... I don't feel like Switchfoot has ever really done is, you know, try to stick with the trends, like, maybe a little bit, but not too much. Like, but then this album, it was like, they just, all of their songs sounded like stuff that's trending right now. It's just, yeah. <sighs> sad. Because, um, let me think. feel like where the light shines through sounded like um, it sounded like a combination of all the previous Switchfoot albums come together because hmm. you just could hear a little bit of this album and this song and a little bit of this album and this song and that was really nice but I didn't which I don't. I'm not saying that every Switchfoot album should be like that, obviously. Yeah. But I didn't get that at all from Native Tongue, and I guess it's fine that you know they're kind of going with like a new approach because I feel like every band at some point, you know, they hit a right. wall where they're just doing the same thing over and over again, and so they they have to do something new. But I'm not a fan of where this new going with Switchfoot. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you've you stuck with them, you know. I, the last full yeah. album I've heard was the one that has stars on it. What was the name of that album? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nothing is Sound. Nothing is Nothing Sound. Is sound. That was the last full album of Switchfoot that... I've heard. And that's, that like, old now. A... Yeah, that's an amazing album, though. <laughs> it is. That's one. Of, that's one of my favorites. But that, yeah, that was like 14 years ago. So. Yeah. So. I need to cash up on Switchfoot, apparently. <laughs> oh yeah. They oh, probably yeah. have. You're, you're a bit behind. <laughs> Do you know how many albums they have now? That's top of your head, or no? Uh, I believe 11. 11. That's pretty yeah, impressive. I think Native Tongue was number 11. Yeah, they've been around since 1996, so 20-some years. Yeah, 23 years. 
It's nice. That's something that's yeah. not typical for Christian bands too, to go oh, through that long. There's there's Which, some that do get on that line, but I mean not a whole lot. Yeah. Because I mean I, I think Skillet they started in 1999, 1996, and yeah. they only have like eight or nine albums. I mean they're getting hmm. close, but I mean. Yeah, still. They're not. They're still in the single digits. I'm pretty sure. Oh uh, yeah. So, but, anything else you want to touch on with this album? Um. Hmm. Other than my rating, I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Well. Overall, I think this is a pretty solid album. By, like, today's standards, you know. Yeah. It's enjoyable, but it's not something to be repeating constantly. Yeah, it was nothing incredibly special. It, yeah. I couldn't continue listening to it for weeks upon weeks upon yeah. weeks. Maybe certain songs, but, you know, that's, yeah, o- that's not- only... A couple, so. Yeah. So. What would you give uh, Native Tongue by Swishfoot? My overall rating would probably be uh, about a, maybe a five or a six. Yeah. I'm going to go with a six. Yeah. Because I feel like five is... Because, like, five is, you know, obviously, like, 50-50, and I didn't, I really didn't feel 50-50, because even with the songs that weren't too, that were, like, weaker, I still didn't think were bad. Yeah. So, I'll I'll give it a six. Yeah. For me, on uh, Switchfoot standards, because, you know, as much as I love Switchfoot, I hold them to a higher standard, so that's why I'm giving them a a five, because I felt like this was... Yeah. Not a, not up to their standard. <laughs> as soon as I listen to all of their albums, I might change it to like a four or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So not not a, not a bad album, but yeah. definitely. I not I would recommend it. I would definitely recommend yeah. it. It because it is enjoyable, especially for like background. Yeah, music. I would definitely. Oh yeah, I would definitely recommend. Most of the songs, probably, probably. I don't, I don't think there's any that I can particularly say that are not worth listening to. But I, yeah, just overall, overall, it's not, not the best. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm gonna recommend Switchfoot, there are definitely other albums I would recommend first. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt about that. Oh yeah. But there is. Okay, I'm gonna go all collector here because I am a music collector, <laughs> but. Despite how I feel about this album and that it is mediocre, there is a vinyl that is like a white, clear vinyl that I really want of it. Ooh, that does sound nice. Yeah. I have... I think the only white, like, clear vinyl I have is Slayer's second album, and then my Holy Diver is see-through, but it's red. Ooh. Ooh. That's very nice. 
Yeah. Oh, that that is one thing that I, that I you know what you know what I'm gonna give the album a six actually because I I really enjoyed the album artwork. Yeah, pretty good so. artwork. <laughs> yeah, that'll that 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 raises my artwork is something goal. that I kind of do just kind of slides by. It's easy to make it slide by. Oh yeah, but it is part of the music, and, and of course yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, we didn't even touch on production. Yeah, which I mean is fine, because sometimes I don't know much about like music production anyway. So yeah, but like I'm not actually great at just like um, breaking down music and songs. But yeah, the, the thing <laughs> I, I have tell you what I like dislike. Yeah, the thing I have to say about production is it's good. I mean, there's nothing special or nothing too bad about it. It's just really solid, good production. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they've been doing this for twenty three years. They they should have figured it out by now, I'm sure. So oh, yeah. I'm not surprised that it's pretty solid. But that's that's something that I do like. That's one thing I really did like about doing disc reviewing discographies. Even though I didn't do it, I only did like two or three discographies. Was the progression mm-hmm. of the band? I like talking oh, yeah. about like the progression of the production, the progression of the songwriting, you know. Especially, like, I don't know why, but, like, probably because I was just really into those bands and just really into, like, reviewing those bands and giving my thoughts on them, but... Yeah. Skillet and Cannibal Corpse. It's an odd combination, (laughs) but those were the only two discographies I finished. Hmm. But, I mean, th- those two bands will, each album was different, you know, and that made yeah. it interesting to review. Unlike reviewing all 16 albums by Iron Maiden, that was something that was really hard. That's, I didn't finish it. I think I got, like, halfway yeah. through. I got to, like, Fear of the Dark or something. No, I didn't, I didn't do Fear of the Dark. I was writing Fear of the Dark. That was one that I was right. going to do after, like, Phenomenon or something. But yeah, something yeah. like Iron Maiden, that's really hard to do because every album's very similar. Oh yeah. But like something like Skillet, you know, that was that was interesting for me to actually do the whole discography. Yeah. It didn't like lose my interest because each album was different, either different bad or different good, but each album was different so it yeah. was easier to review. You should you should do a discography of Switchfoot because they you can definitely see their progression from 90s until now. Okay, well, I'll probably have you help me out with that, because yeah, it will be through the podcast. Alright, sounds was, good. Looks like I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want you to come back anyway. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't been like a rude guest or anything yet. <laughs> yet. We'll yeah, see. like... That was my original plan for the podcast anyway, because I just got... I think it was mostly the Iron Maiden discography that killed me, because it was just so hard to do that I just stopped. I didn't want to do it. There's so many albums. I know. Like, by the time, when I was filming it, the first few, like, the first, like, six albums, they had 15, and then they added 16 to it, you know. Yep. But, you know, that, I think that was the one that really killed me. Because, like, I was reviewing yeah. Morbid Angel also, 
had odd yeah. odd combinations. Skillet, Cannibal Corpse, and then Iron Maiden, Morbid Angel. <laughs> I guess I was just trying to keep it things interesting. Morbid Angel wasn't that yeah. bad, but they were still kind of similar with each album. So it was just... Yeah. I really do think that it was Iron Maiden that just wore me down with the discography reviews and the individual album review videos that I wanted to put it in podcast form so I'd have more freedom with it more stuff I could do yeah. and I'm doing top tens and top fives at the end of each podcast like that's the last segment of the podcast yeah so it's not an individual video you know basically each episode of a podcast is like three or four videos into one <laughs> yeah basically from what I was doing before so yeah yeah. Anything else? Is there any... Uh, nope, I'm good on Switchfoot. Okay, well, we, yeah, good on Switchfoot. We kind of did the intermission thing right there. We were talking about yeah. reviewing. I do have a curious question, though. Was album reviewing anything you really thought about doing, like, on your own? Not really. Just because I don't feel like I have... Like, I enjoy listening to music a lot, and I have very broad tastes in music, but I don't feel like I have the uh, knowledge of music and everything to really go in-depth about songs and whatnot, so. Yeah. I get that. If I had more musical knowledge, then I probably would, but. Yeah. I think with me... Being a guitarist and being a musician helped. Yeah. And the fact that I am interested in, like, produ the production and engineering stuff yeah. definitely helped. So yeah. it, is, it is something... Like, it's not easy. Like, same thing with movies, although I, I definitely think movies are more easier to review. Like even yeah, I think from they are. from coming from someone who preferred to talk about music for hours, I think movies are kind of easier to review. Yeah, because there's more. It's easier to critique uh, right visuals than it is just sound. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like sound is a very very much more of a. Um, subjective thing where to um, analyze whereas you can be more objective about it with uh, visuals yeah and of course like nowadays everybody thinks they're a movie critic you know they, they oh, write yeah. articles and do reviews like everyone's a movie critic nowadays <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> yep. and half of them don't even get paid for it yeah. They, they started Twitter when they were a movie critic. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, it's really easy to be like, okay, so what, what didn't you like about this actor's performance? Where he was whiny. It's like, okay, so what, explain what this is. <laughs> what string did I hit? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I hit the G string. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? 
not like everyone yeah. could say can accurately, you know, not everyone you talk to is going to be able to accurately say that. Like, oh, that's obviously a G string, right? An open G string. Yeah. A- anybody can be like, oh, I I didn't like this movie because this and this and this. I didn't enjoy watching it because some of the visuals were poor. They didn't put a lot of effort into some of the acting. It's easier to say stuff yeah. like that. It's easier to exactly. critique, critique that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, another question. This is kind of going back to Switchfoot, but I, I'm just a little curious. What was the <laughs> first uh, Switchfoot song you heard? Ever? Probably... Uh, it was definitely off of Beautiful Letdown. It either would have been Dare You to Move or Meant to Live, probably. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's where everyone got into Switchfoot, really. <laughs> yeah. I. That's the reason Switchfoot is well known. Yeah. Probably the first one I heard was... Uh... Either stars or meant to live. Yeah. But yeah. So now that we're done with that, we've got Switchfoot out of the way. We got all that other talking stuff out of the way, which is good to have. It has a nice flow yeah. to the podcast format, you know, just <laughs> talking about a subject. We did talk about movies a little bit, but. It was fine because we were more talking about like the reviewing process of music. Yeah, we were comparing it to reviewing movies and music. Yeah. So, um, what are we talking about next? And I, well, next, I will say um, this, this is my fault, but I've only heard a couple songs on their second album. So this yeah. is going to be more of like just a review of the first album. So right. We can't go into okay. the other couple songs, but... Yeah. Introduce uh, them, Ben. All right. Well, the band that we're going to be talking about next is Nothing But Thieves. They are a fairly new alternative rock band. I think they started in 2012. And, um, yeah, their first album is called Nothing But Thieves. It's a self-titled album. And if you ask me, it's a very solid album. <laughs> if you ask me, I, I, I'd i say I agree with Ben George. But half of the people that probably would ask me yeah. won't know who you are, so it would be pointless asking yeah. me. Anyway, no, I, I totally agree. <laughs> this was this was this was a pretty good album. Honestly, oh yeah. From what we we were listening to for this podcast, you know, uh, this is the better album. It's definitely better than Native Tongue. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, they have very obviously being alternative rock. They have a very different sound than yeah. uh, a lot of music that's out there right now. 
and it sounded I like a lot. They have some pretty, pretty sweet guitars. <laughs> oh yeah, the guitars. Also, something I, think, I definitely enjoyed. Oh yeah, I think for me the thing I like the most about Nothing but Thieves would have to be uh, Connor Mason's vocals because he has a really great vocal range and also a very you know unique voice. So, even if, like, you know, a lot of the songs that uh, I like a lot aren't necessarily songs that I like because of, you know, the guitar riffs and all that, but I I tend to like a lot of their songs more based on, you know, what he can do with his voice in that song. Yeah. I'm going to talk, I'm personally going to talk about his voice a little bit later, because I do kind of, Yeah. I am going to be comparing this album to another album by, you know, a rock, alternative rock band. You might know who who that is, but if not, then I'll surprise you. But, um, I do like the guitars (laughs) a lot, especially on the, uh, song, Ban All the Music. The chorus, oh, yeah. That's a, the riff oh, on the chorus cool. is just so good. That was probably when... Yeah, that was actually the first song that I heard by them. Yeah. So. I think it was like the second or third song on the album, so it was the second or third song I heard. Yeah, so. it's the second. Second, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but since you recommended them to me, I didn't just... Like, it wasn't a band I discovered and just randomly hit on any song from the album. Like, I started from the album, yeah. you know, one through whatever. But yeah, I yeah. I liked, you know, the bass, the drums. I thought the drum was really good. He really stood out to me. Um, just the overall oh, yeah. format of a band. Like, this isn't... This obviously isn't music that you look at and it's like... Oh, it's a DJ. This is cool DJ stuff. You know, it's nothing like that. It's like, oh, this is a band. You know, which is rare for, which is kind of surprising for a band that started in 2012. You know, oh yeah, of oh, yeah. relatively there's, new. There's not a lot of actual musicians anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, there definitely are. But. Yeah, there's a lot, but I mean, there's a lot more. You know, it's funny which, because I mean, like, oh, sorry. Do you want to go for a story? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you can't like completely discredit people who just hit a button and play music because you still have to be able to compose the music well and have you know create something that sounds good. But there's just so many people out there who just hit the most basic drum line and the most basic, yeah. and it just all sounds the same. Yeah. But, like, um, it's crazy that the name... Musician is kind of starting to become an underground thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, half of the best musicians are going to be found on YouTube and not in, like, <laughs> record stores or anything. <laughs> Unless you yeah. start going into the genres of, like, metal and rock, you know? Or jazz. Yeah. I haven't heard, like, a whole lot of modern jazz, but... Classic yeah, I don't jazz even is know. Good. Yeah. But yeah, um, this one album that I compare this album to, 
Nothing But Thieves is a uh, the so- the album AM by Arctic Monkeys. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they that were, is also a good solid album. <laughs> they're both really good albums, and they both their vocalists both kind of have that range. Although I feel like in yeah. Arctic Monkeys, he's a little bit more jazzy. Yeah, sure. he's got he definitely has a um, lower tone to his voice, whereas Connor Mason can go really, really high. Like it's he hits some pretty pretty high notes, which is awesome. But yeah. they have like yeah, oddly enough, despite you know the their differences in high and low, like they kind of do have somewhat similar voices. Yeah, but. But that was like the album that kept popping up in my head when I was listening to Nothing But Thieves. Yeah. Wish. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Isn't always or a bad thing, that. you know. Yeah. It could be a bad thing sometimes, especially when the song or album that you keep hearing is like, it's like, oh, this song reminds me of this song. Oh, that's cool. They kind of sing. Yeah. They take inspiration from each other or something. I don't know. But like, yeah. and then it's like, oh, it could be like, hey, this song sounds like this song. That also sounds like this song. That also sounds like this song. That also sounds like this song. Yeah. That also sounds like this yeah. song. Yeah, then then it's a problem. If you just sound like every song out there, then it, it's yeah. not, not good. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah. Um, but I honestly... Probably j- this might just be because I've been listening to it, but I-, I think I like Nothing But Thieves more. Because... More than Arctic Monkeys? Yeah. I have heard Arctic oh, yeah. Monkeys' newest one. Uh, it was 2017. I didn't yeah. like it. It. Yeah, they've... Honestly, like... I like... Really, AM is the only... Arctic Monkeys album that I've enjoyed a lot because I went back and listened to some other stuff and I'm like it, it's okay but there's just something special about AM I don't know what it is it just sounds really different from yeah. their other stuff I haven't heard it's anything older than AM but I have heard some stuff newer than AM and the yeah. newer than, a- a- than AM stuff just sounds bad like yeah their newer stuff yeah. More like their older stuff. It is. But, it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. AM is just... So what happened they just with hit this... I don't AM. know. I don't know. Because it's, it's like something... their newer stuff's more like their old stuff than AM's. It seems to be like an it's album just an that's oddball. just different. It's an oddball album, and I don't know why, but I'm okay with it because it's a really good album. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, nothing but these so. good stuff. Um, oh yeah, I, and I would definitely agree that I like nothing but thieves better than Arctic Monkeys because as great yeah. as Arctic Monkeys is, that whole album, AM, like a lot of the songs, kind of sound the same in a way. Yeah. Like, which kind of works because you know it kind of they all tie together and they feel like you know a cohesive album and whatnot but uh at the same time 
it almost feels, in some ways, it almost feels like you're listening to the same song on repeat. So it's, which, I don't know. I still like really like the album. But then with uh, Nothing But Thieves, there's like a lot of variation in the, all of their songs. I, I Like they still, do. they still, you know, all feel like the same style and whatnot. And they feel... They ha- I don't know. It's hard. I don't know how. To- I don't know how to talk about music. <laughs> they all feel like they fit together, but they also don't. Yeah. Have they don't sound the same? Like the same song. Right. Yeah. There's there's diversity in it, and it's not yeah. like diversity because the last thing I heard with the musician saying this album's diverse was. Invincible by Skillet, which is an album I absolutely, absolutely hated, because he was saying yeah. it goes from metal to pop. And then I also heard uh. a, the newest release by Coheed and Cambria. That yeah. the guy says is there's a diversity in it. There's metal to pop and stuff. I'm just like, any album that says it like, goes from metal to pop, I'm I don't want to listen to that because it. I've like, listened to it. No, album it's like, that. like they can't decide. Yeah, they can't decide what kind of, what genre they want to be. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. It's like good grief! You can you as confused news. about the music you want to write that you want to write as you are <laughs> confused about a liberal's gender. They don't know what gender they are half of the time. But yeah. Joking aside, though, back to nothing but these. But the, yeah, th- I I'd say this was a good, like, divorced album. Divorced in yeah, they, the good way, you know. It wasn't like too divorced. Yeah, they know like, how to. They know how to write, you know, uh, really good energetic rock songs. But then they also have songs like Graveyard Whistling and mm-hmm. uh, Lover Please Stay. Which are just very like uh, they're slower, yeah. more like atmospheric songs. Yeah. Just you know what? I, I think I might have to beautiful. change my mind. I love <laughs> ban all the music, but Graveyard Whistling is probably my favorite song. Oh, it's such a good song. But I don't know. We probably shouldn't be talking about favorites because of what the top five is. But um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, I definitely agree. Like, there was songs in there that were very, like, atmospheric that gave you a certain feeling. And then there was songs that were, yeah. like, I, I want to move around and kind of headbang a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. I want to jump up and down like I'm in, in the crowd at the pub and we're drinking beers. And... <laughs> no. But, but, yeah, like, uh... this was... this. This is a good example of how a divorce album should be. Yeah. Not, let's see how many music genres we can fit into one album. <laughs> to make us yeah. look good. Like we're good writers or something. Yeah. So, um, I know you haven't listened to much of it at all, but their second album, Broken Machine... I think is also a really good album. Yeah, I've heard would, the first three or four songs. Yeah, I would almost say that it's a better album than their first album. Whoa, whoa, whoa! 
I know I've only <laughs> heard three songs from this one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'll see. I feel like, and with uh, Broken Machine, I feel like the songs all fit together to, even better than they do on Nothing But Thieves because, uh, well, for one, I kind of feel like they had like a story that they were telling through all their songs, so like all the songs come together to tell a story, which might not be true at all, but yeah. that's what it's based on the lyrics. They haven't that's what like, I got announced from, that it was a concept album or anything? Not that I know of, but... Because, I mean, usually bands uh, don't do that. They won't come out with an album and, be, and keep the fact that it's a concept album the secret, you know? They don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I don't know, it sounds to me like it tells a story, even if it doesn't. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. Which you, honestly, you, you can get that with almost anything, really. It's just yeah, kind of like true. how, in the way that you interpret it. Yeah. Which is kind of a good thing, because even if that second album, I'm not going to say too much about it, because I haven't heard the whole thing. I've only heard like three songs, which are good songs. Yeah. Amsterdam and Sorry are definitely great, fantastic songs. Oh. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> but, like, if if it was written in the way of, like, they're just individual songs, but then someone who listens to it and listens to the lyrics starts getting connections from each song, you know, starts putting, he interprets it, like, you interpret it in a way that it's almost yeah. like a concept album, that's fine. That's that's your yeah. view on it, you know, which, which is yeah. cool. Everyone... You know, it's music. You have that interpretation freedom, you know. Yeah. I feel like uh, in their um, album, a lot of the songs on the album, Broken Machine, they kind of delve into, like, their own, like, personal beliefs and whatnot. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's always pretty cool, depending on who the artist is. Because my goodness, <laughs> I don't think I ever want to hear another Katy Perry song. <laughs> I don't think she actually yeah. writes that stuff in there, but, you know, just saying. Right. Like, sometimes yeah. it gets to the point, like, this, nobody else, it's like, dude, you, this is so bad, like, no one else can relate to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does this artist do on their free time again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway but um yeah yeah I, I really liked uh, I think um, what was the first song on their second album was it Sorry or? Uh, no the first three songs are I Was Just a Kid Amsterdam and Sorry okay yeah I Was Just a Kid that's a good one too so yeah those are the only uh, ones I've heard were those yeah. three the first three songs they're great I, I'd have to say just from listening to those three, Amsterdam's probably my favorite right now. Oh, yeah. that Whenever that one, the, whenever they released that single, I was listening to it nonstop and watching the vid music video nonstop because <laughs> that's such a great song. So, like, now I've kind of burnt myself out on that song, so it's not necessarily yeah. my favorite anymore. But, but and uh, I, let's go back even to... Even though I feel okay. like... Sorry. Okay, well, I'm going to kind of bring this back into 
their first album. Okay, but cool. Because I was going to go with, back to that. Anyway. Broken, with Broken Machine, I feel like their the album as a whole is better, but then like individual songs, I don't like as much as I like individual songs from their first album. Like their first album, I can listen to Excuse Me, Ban on All the Music, Wake Up Call, Graveyard Whistling, Trip Switch, Lover Please Stay. I can listen to all of those by themselves at any time during the day, and they're great. But with uh, Broken Machine, those songs, I feel like I have to listen to them at, in the album, not just on their own. Except for, like, Sorry in Amsterdam. but Which is a good sign. Because if, yeah. you, if you just listen to one song and you have the urge to listen to the other songs on the album, that means the album is doing what it should be doing. It's play, being true, played yeah. as an album. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm kind of like the same way with their first album. Obviously, because it's the only one I fully hold. <laughs> Duh, yeah. yeah. But, but like, I, I can listen to songs just on the fly, you know? But I would yeah. prefer to listen from track one to track. Oh. 12 or 13, whichever one I want. Okay, I'm gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, like, I also started listening to Nothing But Thieves sometime... Uh, I guess it was the summer when the album released. I don't remember when that was. 2016 or 17? Okay, the I was listening album? to it in 2016. Yeah, it was released in October of 2015, but okay. I was listening to it in the summer of 2016. And so, like, every time I listen to one or two songs from that album, I just think about summer of 2016, <laughs> and I just have to listen to the whole album Yeah, because of it gives me that nostalgia, even though, you know, it was, like, three years ago. There's not much nostalgia for three years ago, but still. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Excuse Me is a good song. That's what the, what the album opened up with. Oh, yeah. Which was good, like... Uh, it's such a perfect opener. I know, like, this is the thing I really like about a lot of albums I get into. Is and this is the reason I get into them so much. Was the first two songs are so good. Yeah. You know, excuse me. Ban all the ban all the music. It's draw you in and keep so you listening. Good. And I just can't stand it when like albums start with bad openers. Oh yeah. You know, even if the rest of the album is mediocre or decent, you know, if it starts badly, yeah. that's a bad sign. Yep. But I can't think of I've... any album that starts badly and ends good. If it yeah. usually starts bad, it's bad, period. But if it starts good, <laughs> yeah. it's good. Or it starts yeah. dying off in, you know, certain cases. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sipping water throughout the day. Throughout the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking. Talking a lot. I definitely recommend. This is a little tip from me to anybody listening. If you ever want to start a podcast, 
have water with you. Because <laughs> when you're talking a lot, you might kill your throat. Have water with you. <laughs> Either just water or something else. Not Don't just have, like, beer or sodas or something. Like, have something liquidy, you know. Water or tea or anything. Even coffee if you have to. I'm not the biggest fan of coffee. Coffee is great. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, nothing but thieves. Okay, so coffee. Let's just go ahead coffee. and yeah, sh shut up, Ben. We're talking about music here. This is <laughs> this isn't the coffee podcast, the the coffee gladiator podcast. Okay, this is the metal gladiator podcast. The episode where we don't talk it about metal. Be the coffee gladiator. No. Now we should talk about coffee. No, you, you... Okay, you know what? When you make a podcast, you you can make Coffee Gladiator podcast. And I'll appear on it. Would you... <laughs> it'll be like the And you first, can talk about how much you don't like coffee. Yeah, no. It'll be a conversation between someone who likes coffee and someone who doesn't. I mean, I don't yeah. hate coffee. I drink it every now and again, but... But that would make a good parody podcast. <laughs> I would and be just hilarious. Podcast. Yeah. And I definitely approve of it, so you won't get any copyright claims on it, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee gladiator. Coffee gladiator. <laughs> Sounds like a soccer mom or something. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee gladiator. Anyway. Okay, so let's just go right into the top five, because it would be easier to talk about the songs on this album. Yeah. Because the top five that we are doing, we are doing top five Nothing But Thieves songs. I'm just going to get the actual album. Uh, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Before we go into the top five, I want to talk about the uh, artwork. Oh, yes. It's really good. Oh, yes. It's very interesting. Unique. I'm not sure yeah. what it means, but it's cool. Yeah. It, it's a horse coming out of a, like, foggy greenness. Yeah. Or from another dimension into another dimension. Yeah. I interpret things weird. It's a, it's a cool album. Just look at it. Yeah. Just, just it, go look at it. I feel like I've probably seen the artwork closer to when it actually released. But I must have thought it was A1 Nation, because they have horses on their second album yeah. or something. And I was just going to say this right now, I don't really like A1 Nation. So I didn't you know? really... Yeah, I didn't really give... I mean, even though I liked the artwork, for some reason, yeah. back then when it was like releasing, I just thought it was A1 Nation, and I never paid it any mind. <laughs> which I regret, because... I like it's I like so the good. band, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Ben, since you are the guest and the one who recommended me this band and stuff, and recommended the band to talk about, uh -huh. what is your number five pick for top five band? <sighs> oh, nothing but thieves songs. All right, my num my number five num nothing but thieves song has to be Excuse Me. And I hate that it's number five because I love this song so much. But that just tells you how good 
the rest of the songs are going to be after this. <laughs> yeah. Because I love Excuse Me because it's it's a perfect opening to the album, and it shows, like, listening to it, you kind of know what you're getting into with the um, band because it has a little bit of, you know, their slower, more atmospheric songs in this one, but then it also picks up and goes into, like, the... Uh, the rest of their kind of music, and it also shows uh, Connor Mason's vocal range in this song, so that's why it's probably one of my, that's probably, that's why it's on my top five list. Awesome. Um, I'll talk about that song later. It's not, what what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to do honorable mentions before number one, uh, as we do an honorable mention. It's not going to be anymore. But my number five pick is the song Painkiller. Nice. It's really good. That's a good one. Yeah. When I saw the title of it, I was like, oh. I just just immediately thought of Judas Priest. (laughs) Obviously, I mean, come on. It's one of the most iconic metal songs ever. But, I mean... There's like no copyright. It's just a ward. Two wards yeah. put together or whatever. So, but it was a really <laughs> good song. It's a pretty, pretty it solid a, song. It had a very catchy chorus. And it was definitely one of the songs that got stuck in my head. All five of these songs got stuck in my head. That's why they're my top five. But this one <laughs> was definitely one that really stood out to me. Especially with it being like the second to last song on the album. Being so low on the yeah. album. You know, where the album usually starts dying off, you know, typically. Yeah. It was... Just picked it right back up. I know. Which I'm not saying... I don't think this album ever really started to die off. I don't think. Right. In my opinion, I think it's just a really good, solid album. But Painkiller, great song, very cashy. I really like it a lot, and that's my number five pick. Nice. Alright. Moving on. My number four pick would have to be uh, Lover, Please Stay. Ooh. Which is, you know, a couple songs right before Painkiller. It's closer towards the end of the album. Yeah, track nine. I've got it Yeah. pulled up on my phone so I can tell you exactly the track. Nice. I'm not, like, only paying attention to what the songs are or anything like that. Yeah. So this is one of my favorites because it uh, also kind of shows, for one, it shows Connor Mason's vocal range because it's like, it's all over the place with the vocals, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just It's just a really nice, slow... There's no other word. The only word I can think to describe this song is delicious. It's just that, a delicious That is song. a good <laughs> word to pick, Ben. Yes. I mean that I both sarcastically and seriously. <laughs> it's like... I, I don't even know how to talk about this song other than to say that it's just really, really good and that you should go listen to it. Um, I got a little story to tell for a second because of the word you used. Um, 
Well, okay. I, I think it, it was a fine word to use, delicious. But it just reminds me of this interview. This one guy was interviewing the uh, bassist and guitarist, or bassist slash vocalist and guitarist of the band Immolation, a death metal band. <laughs> and he was yeah. using the word delicious a lot. So the guitarist was like, when he used it once, the guitarist was like, I'm sorry, are you hungry? Because everything's tasty or delicious. So it was really funny. Which I like that. I like seeing bands interact with, like, they're not constantly, like, just answer, it's not like, just answer the questions that the interviewer was yeah. saying, get it over with. Like, you see that a lot with metal bands, is they interact more, they have fun with the interviewer, you know? Yeah. It's more like, sort of like a conversation. Yeah. But yeah, I just had to say that because you used the word delicious and it reminded me of that interview. <laughs> okay, it's so. Just, it's good ear food, man. Oh yeah, I like ear food. Okay, so, <laughs> my uh, number four pick is Amsterdam. Nice. Um, sadly... As of now, because I haven't heard the whole album, it's the only song from the second album I have on my list. Mm-hmm. I'll probably just add one of the other, or the other two that I've heard on honorable mentions, because I think they're really good songs. But Amsterdam yeah. just stood out to me much more, which is weird, because usually it's like the first two tracks that stand out to you more so, but this yeah. is track three. Oh man! So it's like that's the right It's just weird that you no- start noticing, like as soon as you start noticing trends like that, like oh these these songs, like the first two songs, are sticking out to me more, yeah. of like all this new music I'm listening to, and then you start listening to something else new, and then it's like it flips it. It's like oh this one stood out to you more, and you like this one more. Yeah. It's just something weird that some people probably no- notice. I'm not the only one, obviously. I'm not weird, okay? Just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't spread hate comments. It's just be like, no one thinks about these things, Ian. Nobody's like sitting there <laughs> thinking about, oh yeah, track one, two are good, but three, man! <laughs> they say the titles of the track. I, I know that, but I'm just making a joke out of it. But yeah, uh, yeah, number four, Amsterdam. Really good song, really cashy. I love it a lot. So good. Yes. As of now, my definitely number... my favorite on the second album. Sorry. Well, well, yeah, you've listened to three songs, so. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely is one of the better. One of the. I, mean, I say that like the rest of the song, album is not good, but it's definitely one of the best songs on the album. Yeah. It's fine to pick favorites, Ben. It's just music. Jeez. Funnily enough, though, even though I say it's one of the best songs on the album, it did not make it onto my top five list. Mm. But Particles, the piano version from Broken Machine, did make it onto my list at the number three spot. Nice. Yeah. And I don't it know anything really about it. Good... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the piano version? Yeah. It's because, you know, there's the Ooh. there's the normal version, but then it's like almost an acoustic version, but mostly just on piano. Nice. And like the regular, just the normal version of Particles is really good too, 
but for some reason I just think it sounds better played just on the piano. And it's like... I, I'm realizing now that all this, pretty much all the songs on my list are their slower songs. But I think the reason why they made it onto my list <laughs> is because of... They all... All of these songs are just really, 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 really good examples of Connor Mason's vocal range. And I hate that I'm just going to say, every time we get to a new song on my list, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, I really like this because it's vocal range. But it's just the case, because that's one of my favorite parts about Nothing But Thieves in general. Yeah. Just listening to them, I like listening to his vocals. So the, all the songs on my list are good examples of his what I think are the best examples of his vocals. Yeah. And the piano piano version, since it's more acoustic, there's less of the, you know, it's been edited less in production. Yeah. So I feel like it, uh, it shows his capabilities better. Yeah, and, and like acoustic or piano versions, you could def- it's definitely easier to pay attention to the vocals. Oh yeah, because there's not because there's less three other instruments music playing. distracting it. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, good pick. Can't wait to get to that because I, I definitely to... like piano stuff. And, you know. Yeah, and that's the piano version is only on the deluxe version of that album, so cool. you'll have to make sure you find that. Okay, so number three for me is. Excuse me. Nice, nice. Not gonna say too much about it because you you were talking about it earlier, and I definitely agree with pretty yeah. much everything you said. But yeah, again, just a really good opening track. Really draws you into the album and the band itself, you know. Yeah. And I think that the vocals were definitely good enough. Like all the musicianship on the album or on this song was good enough to say, like, hey, we, we're this nothing is what, but This is who we are. We play yes, this, this kind of music, you know? Yeah. Check us out. It's a good statement maker. Like, this is us. You yes. either like us or you don't. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it wasn't trying to please anyone. It was just musicians writing music, writing music they liked, because that's really what it comes down to. Real musicians, they yeah. write music that they enjoy, not so much exactly of uh, what other people enjoy. And I definitely get that yeah. feeling with this band. So yeah, excuse me, oh, yeah. number three. We, we we're, we're right. on number three, right? That was number three. Yeah. Yes, that was number three. Okay, sorry. So my number two spot on this list has to go to... Take This Lonely Heart, which is on their newest EP that they released in 2018, and the EP is called What Did You Think When You Made Me This Way, which is a lyric from the song Forever and Evermore. But Take This Lonely Heart is just, uh, it's one of my favorite songs, but obviously it's on this list, but it's just so good. It's also one of their, you know, slower songs, but it has a very very nice progression to it because it starts out really slow he's singing you know much 
softer at the beginning of the song and as it goes on you can see you can hear just the emotion increasing a lot and like by the end of the song like I get goosebumps because you can hear the emotion in his voice and it's just oh it's so good yeah so EP a year after yeah. their second album yeah that might mean a new album too since I mean oh, they yeah. are just starting their career so yeah so, I would say they're getting ready albums. to come out with something new and I'm excited because this the whole EP is just so delicious. Yeah. I've always felt like EPs are underrated. Yeah. Because even though like the album that comes after the EP might not even have those songs sometimes, like yeah. half of the time it doesn't even have those songs. But I yeah. mean, it's just good. It's like, here's some stuff for you. It give it gives it to the fans, so it's like, hey, here you go. So don't complain that we're not releasing a new album yet. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I haven't, I, I can't really say any examples at the top of my head. I might be able to find one if I really looked. But EPs are a good way to kind of like ex do experimental stuff on. Yeah. To see how fans react to it instead of making a whole album and being like, oh, this was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it's safer. I think it's safer to do an EP and be experimental or do something new with it. And if people like it, then it's like, okay, we would keep doing this, you know. Yeah. Especially if it's a band that's been around for so long, you know. Oh, yeah. Alright, so my number two is Ban All the Music. Oh, yes. So good. This is my number two. It's... I mean, do I really have to talk about this song? I mean, it's probably <laughs> the most popular song, really. But it's like, so good. So, when I first heard the song, you know, I, I've, this was me discovering nothing but thieves. Yeah. I, the, the opening guitar riff sounds a lot like the opening guitar riff to, um, what is the name of that Beastie Boys song? Uh, I wouldn't know. God, I just had it and I lost it. Is the name of that song? Um, Sabotage. Sabotage okay. is the name of the song. So anyway, there. The the opening riff sounds very, very, very similar to Sabotage, and so seeing the name of uh, the band, Nothing But Thieves, I thought, oh, they're a band that does as cover music they just do they just do covers of songs and change it up a little bit and that's why they're nothing but thieves because they're <laughs> stealing other people's music and making it their own so that's kind yeah. of what I thought at first and then you know it goes further into the song and I was like oh no this is something entirely different right. and I listened to the whole album and I was like yeah no this doesn't sound anything like anyone else's music so that they're not just yeah. stealing other people's music <laughs> but I just thought I would share that because I thought that was kind of funny yeah but yeah, the guitars 
of course, one of my favorite things about this song is the uh, chorus. The riff during the chorus yeah. is so good. Yeah. But, um, it's just overall a good, really good song. I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I mean, it's just... We talked it's about it earlier, good. so... Yeah. Okay, so... Honorable now mentions before number one. Oh, honorable mentions. Just probably limit it to just a two or three. Yeah, um, I limited mine to three, but it's so hard. Yeah, there's, um, definitely there's still many. <laughs> definitely one of my. Well, three. I I just say three of my. Okay, here's my three honorable mention. Sorry, I was just a kid, and wake up call. Nice. I like all those songs, and they're really good, but just, they're more like 6, 7, and 8, you know, in the list. Yeah. For me, my honorable mentions would have to be, sorry, (laughs) uh, Trip Switch, and I'm Not Made by Design. Which I'm Not Made by Design is on Broken Machine, and I just... I like Trip Switch, too. Yeah, that was one one of their songs that was, that got really, that's one of the songs that got real popular that you know, kind of brought nothing but thieves into the light. But yeah. I thought it was good, but I definitely didn't quite make it on the list. Yeah. All right, Ben. We are nearing the end. Number one. Number your favorite one. Nothing But Thieves song. What is it, Ben? My number one favorite song by Nothing But Thieves would have to be Last Orders, which is just a single. It never made it onto any of their albums. It was on the Graveyard Whistling EP and just never made it onto the album. But it is it's one of my favorite. It is my favorite song. It's the one that I always go to when I decide I want to listen to some Nothing But Thieves. And it's also one of their, you know, kind of slower songs. Yeah. But what was the name of the song again? Last Orders. I, I need to check that out. Yes. It is so good. So they had it's an just, EP before the self-titled debut? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. one of the songs. I would definitely check that out. Yeah, that surprised me. I, I was honestly it expecting is. you to be like, ban all the music. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were going to be the trendy one, and I was going to be the kind of... uh, The hipster? (laughs) Yeah, I thought I was going to be the special one. But, I mean, it's still a good pick. My number one is uh, Graveyard Whistling. Nice. That is also such a good one. It's very atmospheric. Yeah. It's definitely Uh, one of those songs that gives me the shills, you know, in a good way. I'm not scared of the song or anything. Yeah, no. That definitely should have been on my list. Yeah. Or, but there's just too many good songs to pick. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. But, um, yeah, Graveyard Whistling. Great this song. My favorite hardest. song. Yeah. So good. But yeah, Last Order is, is also just extremely like, atmospheric. So. Yeah. The majority of us... Favorite songs were kind of slower ones too, more of like the slow yeah. atmospheric ones. Except for like yeah. Painkiller, because that was kind of like really fast. Yeah. More heavier. Yeah. 
But yeah, that was on my list. But yeah, the the the, the slower stuff. I mean, they're good at the rock, you know, like it's kind of like the alternative indie rock. They're really good at it. Yeah. But it, they the this band really shines when they start doing the slow atmospheric songs because they have oh, yeah. like they have more musical freedom with it, especially uh, yeah. with the vocals, you know. And of course, you yeah. mentioned that like five billion times. <laughs> vocals is the best part. Yeah. Hey Ben, what was your favorite part about None of the Thieves again? Uh, probably the drums. Well, no, it's what? definitely the vocals. Okay, <laughs> all right, and that's that's I was gonna be like, hey, who are you? What did you do to Ben? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anything else you want to add to the music talk before we close things out? Whether it be about uh, nothing but thieves, Swishfoot, or something else entirely. There's no limit, so if you want to talk about something real quick. All I really have to say at this point is definitely check out Nothing But Thieves if you haven't already. Yes. And a good place to start would be following both of our top five lists because I think all the songs on there are just really solid songs yeah. and kind of let you know what Nothing But Thieves is all about. Yeah. And one song that we both had, you had it as your number five, and I think it was my number three. Excuse me? Yeah. That was the opening song. So honestly, just start with the album. Start with, yeah, just go there. The album, their self-titled debut. Yes. But yeah. That's the best, way, best place to go. Um, Do you want to just go ahead and rate their first album? Yeah, sure. Might as well. I'm going to because... give Nothing But Thieves self-titled album uh, probably a 9 out of 10. Cool rating. I don't know. Maybe a 10 out of 10. I really like this album. This Nothing But Thieves is very, very quickly becoming one of my favorite... Becoming my favorite band. If they, if they aren't already. So... And Man. it's because of this album, so. I, I, I think Swishfoot needs to come out with a new album quickly. <laughs> yep, before... or else they're going to lose me. <laughs> they're going to lose you. They're gonna, they are going to come out with an album that goes back to their old stuff very quickly. Yeah. I'm going to have to strap you down to a chair or just make you listen to Swishfoot all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's always sad when you lose when you lose a favorite band to another favorite yeah. band, but... But I think nothing but nothing but thieves is deserving. Yeah. No band will ever be deserving for the number one spot for me, except Megadeth. That's just how I am. Yeah. That's fair. It's really just that one album, though. But I'll, that's for another podcast. Yeah. Anyway, um, nothing but thieves. I think I would uh, give it a one because I hate this band. I was joking the entire time. I. Only did uh, that just so uh, we could still be friends, Ben. I no, didn't I didn't want to lose you. I'm gonna die. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think I'll give it about an eight. Nice. I, that's acceptable. Because I mean this is just from my personal taste and whatnot, but I don't want to give it too high of a rating because 
if I give it like a nine, it, it would be on the same level as like a Dream Theater album for me, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I'll give it like an eight, 7.5 or something like that, you know? Yeah. I'll go with a 7.5. How's that? Yeah. that? That's my final yeah, 7.5. I mean, yeah, for me, like alternative rock is, is my favorite genre of music. So yeah. obviously this is like peak alternative rock. You can't get any better than this. But with yeah. you, your favorite is metal. Metal. Although, like, I know there's like 600 different subgenres of metal, and I don't know yeah. which one is your favorite. But, but uh, let, let's go metal. into that real quick because you just said that alternative <laughs> rock, alternative rock is your. I mean, I mean not like all the different genres, but like alternative rock is your favorite genre. Is that finalized? Yeah. Like that say, is yes. definitely your favorite. Okay, so my favorite is probably. Melodic death metal. It is. It's something on the lines. I'm gonna name a couple bands: Flesh God Apocalypse, Meadows End. It, these bands that kind of add the orchestra, piano, classical stuff to the metal, to the like extreme death metal. Cause like I, for a while, it's been like, do I like progressive music more, like progressive metal or death metal? And I'm like, wait a minute, it's, it's like, there's this other genre right here. But yeah, I think Melodic Death Metal is my favorite. Nice. Even though I haven't heard a whole lot of variety of bands. But yeah. Nice. With all that out of the way, we are going to end this. Um, because... I think we're done talking. There's nothing else to talk about. I, I thought this was a really good flow of things with the music we were talking about. They were kind of both relatively in the same genre. We yeah. kind of went off topic and talked about other stuff, which was good. Nice flow to the podcast. I'm very proud of it. So, um, any closing thoughts, Ben? I don't think so. I think I'm good. So thanks for having me. Yeah. It's my pleasure. All right, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I work at Chick-fil-A, just in case anybody didn't know. But yeah, um, follow me. Well, subscribe to my YouTube channel, I guess. Um, this will be on YouTube and Podbean. Um, when searching for this, I mean, you can type in Metal Gladiator, but um, the actual channel is Ian Sylvain's podcast bundle, because I do plan on doing different types of podcasts. So, nice. subscribe to that. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just call it Ian Sylvain. Follow me on Instagram at uh, Ian Sylvain1776. And then you got Ben over here who has a YouTube channel but doesn't do anything on yeah, it. Yeah, no, I haven't touched it. But you can follow him on uh, Instagram. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at 10GrimParker. 10GrimParker. Nice. So yeah, um, appreciate you being on this episode. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Alright, and I will see everybody in the next episode of Metal Gladiator Podcast. This is Ian Zavane, the Metal Gladiator, Metal Gladiator, signing off.